For children with life-threatening illnesses, joy can be a wonder drug. At the Children's Wish Foundation of Canada, we're dedicated to granting the heartfelt wishes of kids with life-threatening illnesses. For more than 30 years, Children's Wish has granted the most heartfelt wish of more than 23,000 kids in Canada. And this month, you can help. This March is Children's Wish Month in B.C. Text the word Blue Wish to 80100 to instantly donate $5 towards funding a kid's wish. That's Blue Wish to 80100. You can also spread the word by tweeting about us at hashtag Children's Wish Month. Love ice cream? That helps too. This month, visit any Rain or Shine ice cream location and leave your change in one of their designated wish boxes. Every cent counts. Your contribution will be matched by Rain or Shine. Take a moment this month and bring joy to the life of a deserving child. For more information, visit www.childrenswish.ca. The most powerful motivational speeches that I have ever heard came from people who told me I couldn't do something. <laughs> You know why? Because when they told me I couldn't do it, I was bound and determined to show them that I could. Did you know CITR has an accessibility collective? Our new collective serves to explore issues of inclusion, equity, and accessibility for people with physical and cognitive disabilities on campus and beyond. If you love making radio, listening to radio, or want to get involved for the first time, come join our collective. We include people of all abilities, experience levels, and backgrounds in the production and programming of our show. Tune in to our weekly show, All Access Pass, from 5 to 6 p.m. on Thursdays for interviews, music, news, events, and awesome dialogues. If you want to get involved, email accessibilitycollective at citr.ca. If only I could dream, we could start again. And hello, you are listening to The Real World on CITR 101.9, broadcasting from unceded Musqueam Territory in Vancouver. I'm Dama. And I'm Dora. And today, we're going to be talking about Harry Potter. Very exciting. We have our uh, Harry Potter marathon coming up this weekend. Um, on we the being UBC Film Society. Yes, UBC Film Society has that going on. So if you like <laughs> Harry Potter uh, and you don't have anything to do on March 19th and 18th from 12 p.m. to 9.15 p.m., I think, um, you can go watch the Harry Potter movies at the Norm Theater in the Old Sub. So that's still going on, and Harry Potter is great. So if yeah. you like film or Harry Potter or marathons you should totally go um so yeah we might be joined by a member of the quidditch club today hopefully we'll let you know if that happens but it's going to be very fun so to start off with uh we're guessing most people know about harry potter but for those of you who have managed to live under that rock for a while um harry potter is just a series of books that have been transformed into films uh following the life of a boy, Harry Potter, who finds out he's a wizard and has to combat the forces of evil happening in the wizard world in his school, Hogwarts, that trains wizards. So that's a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> what, a, what a lovely little synopsis. Thank you. I thought it was pretty great, too. Um, so basically, uh, we 
know that this has been a very influential series. Uh, lots of children have been into it from a young age. The cool thing about this, uh, this series of books and films, I guess, is that it started off being uh, catered to a very specific audience, basically 11-year-old kids, 12-year-olds, that were around the same age as uh, Harry Potter was when he first got into Hogwarts. But as he grows up throughout the books, it was catered to an audience that grew up along with Harry Potter. So while the first books are supposed to be for, like, kids, you get the last books that are really for adults. So it's interesting that we have that happening. And we have just been joined by the Quidditch Club member, Marie. Hi. And introduce yourself. Like, hi, I'm Marie. Um, I'm part of the UBT Quidditch team, and I play as a chaser. Um, I've dabbled with seeking, um, but I have not beat before. Um, And for those of you who don't know what those positions are, um, well, the first thing I want to get straight about Quidditch is that we don't fly. People are like, how could you guys play Quidditch? <laughs> what is this? <laughs> Earth shattering. Preposterous. Um, we do hold brooms sometimes. Um, as we Just sometimes? Well, uh, sometimes the brooms, sometimes they're uh, long BBC pipes oh, for safety okay. reasons. Because uh, it is a full contact sport. So there uh, have been a lot of injuries, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. You can imagine with um, things like uh, tackling involved. Mm-hmm. It's quite dangerous, but it's so much fun. I'm um, always surprised by like how physical it really is. Yeah, yeah. I was like, whoa! It's really intense too, and it's being taken really seriously uh, around North America. Um, it got really big in the uh, on the East Coast to begin with, but it's moving uh, northwest, and uh, the Northwest region um, has been doing really well. Um, and a couple of them have seats, I think, in the top 15 um, rankings in all of the states. So that's pretty good. That's great. Cool. It really, like, goes to show just how far the culture has spread, really. Like, who would have yeah. thought that this, like, mythical sport thing would have turned into something that people actually play and has, like, World Cups and whatnot? Yeah. And it, like, just to kind of, like, reroute it back to film, <laughs> um, just, like, how pervasive that, like, whole thing really is. And, like, being able to see it and be like, that's something I could do. Like, yeah. that, like, it's possible. It just opens a whole new world. Yeah, and the Quidditch scenes in the movies are, like, really graphic. Like, you actually get to see how everything's going on. I feel like it probably wouldn't have become a legitimate sport if we didn't have that visual input coming in. Because the way they describe it just in the books isn't enough to really make a sport out of it. I think that's a very good point. They definitely needed uh, J.K. Rowling on set to help them make the whole thing come to life. Yeah. And um, by seeing it on screen, uh, I think has really helped make it popular. Because people see it and they're like, oh, that looks awesome. I wish that was possible. Mm. Um, we've actually been able to adapt it terrestrially. <laughs> That's that is perfect. It's pretty impressive. Um, and also, like, how much of Harry Potter, like, culture is just, like, yeah. in the world. <laughs> yep. Like, it's, like, it's not even, like, weird or, like, nerdy to be, like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm playing Quidditch. <laughs> like, yep. that's what I'm doing. And people are, like, oh, cool, great. That's like, fine. that's awesome. Because <laughs> um, it's just, like, so popular. And, like, mm. everyone, everyone has seen it. Everyone, like, knows about it. Um, and, like, it's also, like, so international. Like, it's not oh, yeah. even, like, concentrated to the UK or, like, concentrated to the North America. It's, like, everywhere. Yeah, yeah. we were looking for wizard rock bands to, <laughs> to play today. And we found bands in Brazil. We found bands in <laughs> Eastern Europe. We found bands from everywhere. They were all Harry Potter inspired. Yeah. yeah. Wow. All wizard rock Harry Potter bands. Wizard rock is such like a weird concept. <laughs> I know. Can I hear some of that? Oh, oh we will like magic noises? soon. We got you. Yeah, nice. we have a, an interesting thing going on. And to speak to the spread, Quidditch itself has spread um, to 
as far as Australia, there's tons oh. of teams in Europe, and they play their own sort of World Cup. Um, and it, it's really I had no idea. Do you think there's ever going to be, like, a World Cup? There World is, Cup? actually. <gasps> Wait, no. Yeah, um, the World Cup in um, April this year is in North Carolina, but they invite teams from all over the world. Um, so I think, I'm pretty sure there'll be some European teams. I don't know if the Australians will make it that far, mm. but um, unfortunately it is mostly North America. But yeah, that's fair. It's spreading. It's like a disease. <laughs> a magical disease. It's spreading. <laughs> One of us. One of us. Um... <laughs> okay. Um, I guess, do you guys have any thoughts on, like, the transition from book to film? Do you guys have issue with it? Or are you, like, really down with that? Just, like, it, not even, like, Quidditch, but, like, Harry Potter in general. Mm. Mm. For me, like, I started off uh, reading the books before I even knew that yeah. the movies existed. Like, I read the first book because I saw it in an airport and my dad was trying to get me to read chapter books because at the time I only read Dr. <laughs> Seuss. I was like, you need to read something else. Something with no pictures. <laughs> no pictures? Well, then get me that thing. And it was the first thing I pointed at. So it was completely by chance oh. that I started reading. And then I loved it and I figured out there are movies involved here. Like, whoa. Uh, and I was actually scared of the movies when I was a kid. I remember they were all like so dark and the actual lighting is always made to seem pretty yeah. scary yeah. and scary basically <laughs> um so for me it was weird like going from the from the books to the movies mm -hmm. because i just couldn't picture like this book that i'm reading that is oh, so much fun to this dark uh, lighting going on in yeah. the movies especially uh, towards the, la the later books oh, oh, yeah. really intense mm -hmm. i was i was pretty terrified because i had very high expectations going into watching the movies mm. um i'd say overall they did a very good job obviously they had to cut some things they had to um you know two things together to make it more consistent. Um, and one, one problem I had, well, not really a problem, but when you bring anything into Hollywood, it has to be perfect. So, like, Hermione is supposed to be, like, this frumpy little girl with, like, crazy hair. Mm. And, of course, Emma Watson is, like, the most beautiful person. Mm. Um, so, like, well, I would have liked to see more realism there, yeah. I was grateful for Emma Watson's performance. Oh, yeah. Sure. Definitely. Um, I, like, totally agree with, like, it's, like, so much darker and, like, so much more intense in the films. Because mm -hmm. um, I feel like, and, like, it's true, they did have to, like, kind of cut and, like, glamorize a lot of stuff. And I feel like a lot of the stuff that I thought was, like, more strenuous was, like, the happy, like, friends just hanging out. Like, what made it, like, so relatable to exactly, kids. Yeah. So, like, and, but they they kept the story. They, like, kept the characters. Which is like, phenomenal. Yeah, but I feel like it did really lose, like, a bit of that, like kind of like magic yeah magic. <laughs> what a word <laughs> perfect um what is your guys favorite favorite one of uh, films or, yeah, or books mm. film or book film or book um i, I really like the half blood prince mm. i know that's not up there as a favorite but i really like that book mm. oh good. and movie oh that's a different question <laughs> <laughs> What do you guys think? Okay, I have a very well thought out answer for this okay. question. Wow. <laughs> My favorite movie is The Prisoner of Azkaban because it's the yeah. only one that is like one. a well like f well directed film. Like mm. the first two were kind of like expose, like trying to like establish it. The last like four onward are like they're so like actiony. Like like David, you did a great job, but it was kind of like. Like, where to go? Like, it didn't seem, like, it didn't seem artistic. Um, okay. <laughs> no, no, I feel it. But, I like, The it. Prisoner of Azkaban, like, it it's pretty clear why they didn't ask that director back. Oh, I've oh, totally yeah. blanked on his name. I think it might be, I think the director might have been the dude who did, like, Birdman and Revenant. What? Whoa. There's I, no way. Yeah, no, I think I'm it was. I'm going to Google this right Please now. Please do, because. There is no way. He, the director is, like, 
I like I'm like seventy like seventy percent sure. Okay, never mind. <laughs> but he's still <laughs> just to check. Birdman is Inyaritu, yeah. Yes. Okay, then it's definitely um, not. But he's no. still like he was a weird kind of choice for them to go to, and mm. he was such a perfectionist. Like he, like did he was like we want bats everywhere like the dementors took forever for mm. like he had like puppets in water and then he was like no like we'll do this um and like everything in the movie is like it's obviously like it's kind of like lord of the rings level yeah where so much has been like placed and put in to create this world and right. i think he did an absolutely amazing job that none of the other directors really did. And all the characters are really evolving in Prisoner of Azkaban. The first and the second one are really like, oh, getting established in Hogwarts, there's bad things happening. Yeah. But Prisoner of Azkaban is the first time that I really started, like, it's the first time Hermione started appearing attractive. It's the first time yeah. the character started looking more grown up. You hear more about Harry yeah, mm. and his family. And obviously that's a pivotal thing driving Harry throughout his whole life. Well, not driving, but something that explains so much about his character mm -hmm. and that really comes out in that movie, in those books. Mm -hmm. That book and that, that movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think that The Prisoner of Azkaban is also the only one that like actually had like that kids hanging out, like kids being kids scenes. Yeah. Whereas the other ones are like, something terrible is happening, like crisis, we gotta deal with it. Which is like valid, but like yeah. it's not what I wanted. <laughs> it makes it more realistic too, because keep in mind, these are these are high school students. Uh -huh. Not even middle school. Pre-teens! Pre yeah, <laughs> they're pre-teens. And they're like fighting, like he who must not be named. Jeez. Like it's like, so intense. Adult responsibility much. <laughs> like crazy. No, yeah. I have a, a conflicted... Uh, opinion of that movie because it's definitely my favorite like i was gonna say the same but it gave me nightmares the yeah. dimension oh, scared oh, me oh yeah peter so pettigrew terrified oh, me peter pettigrew is so scary he's so freaky yeah <laughs> like it's not even it's not even funny like i was so scared there were like weeks where i was like peter pettigrew he's, he's out to get me yeah prisoner of azkaban has dementors like trying to figure out a way to describe them to anyone that doesn't know what they are just like soul dark, suckers yeah dark Straight. evil soul sucker things like imagine a black tissue that's <laughs> ginormous and has like a part human part monster at the edge of it that as soon as it get clo gets close to you tries to like rip your soul out and make you the most like uh, like imagine depression that's as worse as worse as it could possibly be that's the state you go into. Yeah. And then Peter Pettigrew can turn into a rat. So that's just scary. He looks, the human looks so weird. I like it. <laughs> it's so freaky. The actor did a very good job of scaring the crap out of me. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. And the night bus? That was also oh, yeah. dope. The night bus was awesome. Yeah. You know that scene in um, Star Wars where they're like in the, in the pub? And, mm -hmm. like, there's just these crazy people around. Yeah. That's how I felt when we were in uh, Diagon Alley. Mm, mm. I see that. Like, I they just it. did a really good job with creating um, all these monsters. Like, I think of the Gringotts Goblin. And, like, oh, that's another thing that just was so eerie. Mm -hmm. The goblins were definitely, like, pretty freaky. I remember yeah. being like, why are they touching? <laughs> like, why are they <laughs> interacting? Like, this is terrifying. <laughs> and that's something else that I loved about the movies. Like, they brought in all this, like... These little bits of culture from yeah. the from the books that not all mo like adaptations bring on mm. the they really got like the little details to build up the world and made it that much more real in the in the movies than it could have been. I also like this is just like a Harry Potter thing. I like how like it doesn't just start and end with like high school students doing things like Hermione's into like health self like freedom yeah. <laughs> and like she's like really into like equality and like they're like different like 
political things in the wizarding world that mm. are like obviously that's an issue like that makes so much sense yeah. but like i feel like in other like series like it would just kind of be like that that would either be like the point of the book right or it just would not be there yeah i think jk rowling did a great job with making a progressive book that will be relevant for a while and yeah. i think it touches on like the, the struggles like that people go through right now with um being progressive for instance like by making like dumbledore, dumbledore homosexual like that was a really cool thing um, and I was really grateful to hear her say that uh, because it's like representation um, from this cultural piece that's just so huge yeah. and so widespread. And also like that was really important because he was like such like a wise kind of like benevolent figure. And it's Respectable, like, yeah. and he's gay. Like what? Yeah. Like doesn't matter. <laughs> like Believe it or not, whatever. people can be gay and also awesome. Yeah. Like, many people are. <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, what about you? What's your favorite movie slash book? My favorite movie? Um... My favorite book, um, again, I'm torn between uh, Goblet of Fire and um, Half Blood Prince. Uh, favorite movie, I really liked uh, the last one, not the second to last one. I'm actually blanking on the name. Deadly Hallows Part One. Deadly Hallows Part Two. I oh, really liked. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, Part One was like. I didn't like Part One. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it, was, it was just a setup for like the final piece. It's like the filler. Okay, like gotta find like. Horcrux, like let's let's get rid of this, um, and then just the end with the battles, and then like Longbottom being oh. attractive. I'm sorry, that's, <laughs> like, that's like not like a big part of the plot at all. It should have been. Yeah. His, his progression through puberty could have been a book of its own. <laughs> it was straight up magical. So true. Um, what did you think of the ending of that one though? I I found it really satisfying. Oh um, yeah. Yeah, I I really enjoyed it. Um, obviously, like when you read something. You just have, like, all these expectations. But I think what was good was there was a good chunk of time between when I read it and when I saw it that allowed me to, like, forget, like, the little things that would have mm, made yeah. me upset with inconsistencies. But it was amazing. Like, I really I really liked that battle at the end. I loved, like, seeing Snape and, like, having that all resolved. Um, and, yeah, I, I really enjoyed that movie. That's a really good, that's a really good like, position to be viewing it from. Because, mm. like... I had I like read it in prep and I was like this movie like how dare they yeah. set it up like this, um, but I I wish I'd I wish I'd kind of like purged my brain. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I think that's where the the biggest disappointment from like seeing movies comes from from like reading the book and then um, or reading the book immediately before seeing the movie. Yeah, because yeah. you have to allow some um, artistic what's the word artistic license. Yeah, artistic license when it comes to turning something. That's like pages into something visual. Yeah. Um, what's your guys' f- worst, whoa, least favorite book slash movie? I'm going to say movie because like the books are all stellar. Yeah, yeah but, like, I love them. Least favorite movie. I think like we're, we probably all have the same answer here. Like, <laughs> oh, Order of the Order Phoenix? Phoenix? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Order of the Phoenix. <laughs> it's just so bad. <laughs> it's the only genuinely terrible movie yeah. in it, that series. Fair. It's just like you. I watch it and I'm like, come on, like really? Because also like, I, I was talking about because obviously I've I've been like, oh Harry Potter, like asking people about it, um, and someone was like, Goblet of Fire was terrible, and I was like, yeah, uh, it was it was pretty like I it was love pretty good. Goblet of I Fire. really liked Goblet of Fire. Like it's one of my favorites. It's like the funnest to watch. I would say Cedric Diggory though. Oh, I, didn't, I had no I idea. I think you who mean Edward was. Cullen. Yeah. Who is this? <laughs> Why is there a vampire in a movie about <laughs> wizards? Where'd all those hair come from? <laughs> um, 
No, I think that I like actually really enjoy watching The Goblet of Fire. I think it's a strong one. I also think Half Blood Prince is a strong film. Mm-hmm. And then Order of the Phoenix is devastating. You're just oh, kind of yeah. like, why are you sandwiched between why like are you here? Yeah, exactly between two really good movies. Yeah, exactly. And it's kind of like, ugh. Also, Chamber of on. Secrets, just classic. Like getting to know the characters and like seeing their little interactions with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, when I saw Breaking Bad, like I watched like the last season with my dad and then I went back and watched the first episode mm-hmm. and I saw like all these parallels and I found it to be very similar with um, Harry Potter. Like Ooh. seeing the last episode and then, or sorry, last episode, seeing the last movie and then going back and seeing the first and like the little like seedlings of people's <laughs> uh, interpersonal relationships that become heightened. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a really good way to set up the movies, I think. Deaths. It's like, and also they're, so cute like oh my gosh i know oh my god it's obscene it's just like like so much cuteness just like three little people like you guys (laughs) and that that straight the end of um chamber of secrets that was terrifying with like the possession and like and i was young too when i saw that movie not like young young but i remember after i saw it and he did like the the, like anagram thing i spent like hours being like how do i do this (laughs) like (laughs) i wrote i am lord voldemort and was like okay like how do i like let's make top marvel for like literally days oh yeah with a diary right yeah of course that's awesome. Oh, how about the map? The Oh my god, I'm going to butcher this. The Marauders? 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 Yeah. That was pretty dope. That's a really cool concept. Oh, I, so cool. I see some really cool tattoos come out of that. Oh, yeah? Where people have like little like footprints. Oh, that's so sweet. That is so cute. With like the, the little quote. Wow, I'm horrible. It's too early for me. <laughs> I saw him it's right that I'm up to no good. Yes, yes. That one. <laughs> Do you guys like Harry Potter? Like, um, even no, I just play Quidditch. <laughs> <laughs> um... Do we have a song coming up? Uh, yeah, I'm going to play some uh, ads for us first, and then we'll go on to the song, which is uh, Am- Amortensia by Let's Lumos, a band from Ontario. Ooh. So that's going to be a lot of fun. And Ooh. yeah. This is Jack Mercer from Jack Mercer and the Whiskey Bandits. You're listening to CITR 101.9.
over 30 years, there has been one voice in the local Vancouver art scene that has stood above the rest, and that's Discorder, that conspiracy, punk rock, foxcore, sassy, still-publishing magazine from CITR. We're one of the established and trusted voices of Vancouver's music and arts culture in the Lower Mainland, with 8,000 copies distributed monthly to over 135 distribution locations, from the Lido to Zulu Records. Discorder is one of a few magazines published by a community radio station, and we only serve up the freshest local and Canadian goods. We have interviews with artists, album reviews, live show reviews, and articles about everything important to our crazy, unique, varied, and amazing culture in Vancouver and across the country. Pick up your free copy of Discorder today, or sign up to have it delivered to your door wherever you are. Check out our website for distribution locations and all the information about advertising and getting involved with Discorder. And we're back on the real world at CITR 101.9, broadcasting from unceded Musqueam territory. You just listened to Amartensia by Let's Lumos, a wizard rock band from Ontario, Canada. So that's a lot of fun. Uh, we're joined again by Marie from Quidditch, and we have just talked about Harry Potter because of our upcoming Harry Potter marathon um, this weekend. Yeah, it's happening this weekend. We're showing one through four on Saturday and <gasps> five through eight on Sunday. It's going to be pretty dope. They both start at noon, or no, Saturday starts at noon, Sunday starts at noon 15, mm-hmm. and it's, uh, it's going to be pretty dope. Yeah, at um, the Norm Theater in the Old Sub. Yeah, other events that we have coming up um, tomorrow, um, the 18th, we have our Shrek Beer Garden, <gasps> which is... People are very excited <laughs> about it. Please tell me that means showing the Shrek movies and like providing alcohol. Oh, yeah, yes, of course. Oh, my gosh. It's going to be dope. Shrek is an amazing film. Everyone loves it. Everyone should come <gasps> out. Definitely. Um... And then we also have um, a bike co-op uh, club night um, next Wednesday, so that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, we're showing bike-inspired movies, and it's going to be pretty dope. Come on out for that. Yeah. So uh, apart from that, we're also showing In the Mood for Love and 2046 tonight, uh, from starting at 7. And... Yeah, we already talked about what we're doing this weekend. <laughs> so, so it's, it's going to be pretty action-packed. It's going to be a lot of fun, like, both over the weekend and on Friday. Um, so if you have time and want to have a good time, <laughs> come on out to the Norm Theater. It's going to be dippity-dope. Awesome. So we hope to see you back here next week. And at uh, the Happy St. Patrick's Day. Hey, uh, yes! <laughs> I totally you. forgot that was a thing, even though it's been thrown in my face <laughs> quite a few times today. But Be safe. Get to class tomorrow morning. <laughs> try try to get to class tomorrow try morning. Try your best. <laughs> we respect all efforts. It's okay. <laughs> and yeah, everyone have a good weekend. Next up is Pete's Picks. So see ya. <laughs>